Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. I'm Diana Curtis. Welcome back to the Growing Through Grief podcast. In this episode, I will be sharing with you how to grieve. Yes, we're going to talk about how to grieve. When you know how to grieve, you will likely grieve less, or at least your grieving process will be easier. Before you can learn how to grieve, there are some things you need to know. You need to know about yourself. You need to understand yourself. You need to know about grief and how it operates. And that's what we're going to be talking about during this episode. So let's start by talking about the mystery of this emotion called grief. You need to know how grief operates. The simple answer to how grief operates is it is a holistic experience. It affects all of your life, your mind, your emotions, your body, and your spirit. It affects your relationship with others, your money, your health, your social life. It affects everything. Now, I don't need to tell you this, but I'm going to share it anyway. Grief hurts a lot, especially when you don't know how to deal with it. You also need to know that, yes, grief is about losing your person, your special person. It may be due to death, due to a divorce, a breakup. But you also need to know and understand that grief shows up when you lose your health, a job, a career, a business, What about the control over your body? What about the loss of freedom if you're a caretaker for a loved one? The list is longer than you expect. There are so many other ways that causes grief to show up. Now, I'm going to share a story that depicts a group of individuals who clearly haven't done their healing work around grief. And you will also hear about a powerful soul who clearly has done her work around grief. Now, that's a little bit about grief. What do I believe you need to know about who you are? Self-awareness is a must. You must pay attention to you. Awareness is critical, but also understanding is a key factor. You must have an understanding of what's happening with you at any given time. You need to know the dynamics of who you are. 
what you're made of. Now, it would take me forever to share all of who you are. In fact, you already know that you are a multidimensional being. So it's important to know what part of your being is showing up at any given time. In this conversation, we're going to be chatting about your human self and your divine self. So what is the human self? The human self is that logical, rational, egoic personality, that part of you that judges and blame and maybe shame and just very unique part of you. Now, don't mistake the word ego to be anything bad because it's not. It's part of our personality. What is the divine self? That's your divinity. That's your essence. That's your true self. That's the part of you that is discussed throughout your Bible. I realize the more I explore and understand myself, the more I read and listen to what the experts are sharing about the many facets of who we are, the more I watch and observe myself the more I understand how to experience all of me with ease, the more I understand what's happening at my human level, at my logical thinking level, versus what's happening when I'm connected to my divine mind, the more I am able to shift from the unpleasant feelings to what I'm going to call the good stuff. The key is, remember it's all necessary. But you don't want to stay there long, long periods of time. So the more victory I have over, let's just call them the small things that used to keep me locked down and separated from life. The more victory I have over those small things, the more peaceful I am. Small things that used to trip me up don't trip me up anymore. Because I understand what's going on. I have a better understanding of what's going on at any given point in my life. Now, that's not always true. There are times when I'm already in it and I don't realize I'm in it. But the moment I realize it, I know how to shift. I understand my humanness that includes my thoughts, my emotions, and my behaviors. And usually those thoughts and emotions and behaviors are activated by past experiences. So the easiest thing for me to do is to set the intention to stay present right here, right now. May I also understand when fear and doubt and worry show up, I know that those emotions are there to protect me. Those emotions are there to get my attention and let me know that something is going on. Something is not right. I'm not well inside. So you see, you got to be aware of both the logica and the divine you. The logica, ego self, is there to protect you. So love on it too. But know when to let it rest and let your divine self save the moment. Let your divine self heal the moment. It's important to be aware and more present to life so that you can determine the truth of it all. 
Some of you may be still using your logical, rational mind from decades ago when you were a child. Okay, it's time to wake up and realize that game is over. You don't need to think or behave that way any longer. Those coping mechanisms used when you were younger, it's no, they're no longer needed. The coping mechanism you embraced and put in place when you were a child can be replaced with something new. You just need support and new tools to make it happen. If your coping mechanism was to blame, to shut down, rip draw, even use anger as a form of protection as a child, know that's normal. That's a normal response. You had no other choice, right? But ask yourself this question. Is the childhood coping mechanism still operating and running the show today in your adult life? Is your younger, logical, protective self and your divine, powerful self at odds with each other? Your humanness, let's call it the ego. Now again, There's absolutely nothing bad about your ego, except when you're edging God out. Where is God in all of this? Let's talk about that. Now here I'm using God, divinity, divine, essence, spirit, interchangeably. That's the part we often forget. Is it because we can't see it? When going through some things, choose to include God and spirit in your process. Choose to bring God back in the situation. Ask yourself the question, where's God in all of this? What does God or spirit have to say? Don't experience the pain and the grief alone. Add spirit to the process. Learn how to be in pain. Learn how to grieve then you will grieve less, or at least it's not as painful. Knowing those two parts of you, your human self and your divine self, allow them to work together in harmony without judging them. Allow that spiritual energy, the essence of who you are, to rise up when you need it to rise up. It's so easy to forget who you are. You are a spiritual being. You are a human being with thoughts and emotions and a body. You can see your body. You can hear your thoughts. You can feel your emotions. You feel sensations running through your body. You can see and hear all of that. But the divine self, your spiritual energy, you can't see it, but you can feel it. You know when its presence Is there because it's calm, it's sweet, it's gentle, it's loving, it's caring and nurturing. But a lot of times you don't notice it because you're moving so quickly. You're so focused on the pain, your humanness, your ego, that you totally miss your divinity, your divine self. The key is harmony and connection between those two. Your human self and your divine self is right there in between your inhale and your exhale. And when those two are working together, 
when they are harmonized, when they are flowing together, you can go from darkness. And when I say darkness, I mean fear and sadness and worry and doubt and anxiety to light, meaning peace, joy, and love. You can go from darkness to light in an instant, but you have to allow those two to work together. You have to invite spirit to rise up and take control. You have to invite your divinity to reveal its power for self. And you can do that simply by having thoughts of peace and joy to create more peace and joy versus your human self and your thoughts of fear and sadness. It's always a dance. Know that the darkness is always seeking the light and the light is always seeking itself. When there's no light, there will be pain. Pain is not the nature of who you are. You are light, your love, your joy, your peace. You are divine. Just remember, awareness, self-awareness is everything. And you have to be present to both your divinity and your humanness. Remember, you are light. You are divinity, and divinity is always seeking itself. The divine self cannot be anything other than the divine self. So if there's a part of your humanness that is getting in the way, you will suffer. So, okay, I promise to share a story with you, right? Here's what I believe is a perfect relevant example of watching someone stay anchored and true to her divinity. The world watched as Katanji Brown Jackson experienced countless attacks during her hearings and appointment to the Supreme Court. It was difficult to watch, but the most important lessons for me was the demonstration of what it looked like to be anchored and connected to a higher consciousness, to a divine mind, to spiritual essence of the true self. And there was also a demonstration of what it looked like to be connected to a lower consciousness, logical thinking, an essence of falseness, fearful, a less confident self. The bottom line is, Judge Jackson clearly demonstrated an ability to express her divinity, which is love and light, in spite of the dark attacks aimed at her soul. And the senators clearly demonstrated a willingness to engage in a lower level of consciousness and humanness with the intent to harm and interrupt a fair selection process. Here's a question for you to ponder. I say ponder because there is no way for any of us to know the true story of the grief behind all the anger and the hatred the senators share during those hearings. But here's the question. What do you think their grief story is all about? What have they lost and refused to heal it? What are they afraid of losing? The world could easily see light in the judge and darkness laced with pain and grief in the senators. May spirit heal their souls. 
and heal them soon so that the same energy doesn't carry into the lives and the souls of their children. Now, what I just described is what humanness looks like when you operate from an ego stance of you're right and everybody else is wrong. You're operating without spirit, without God. You're operating at a lower level of consciousness. The logical mind thinks it's right and that there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, even though it's hurting and harming other people. You might think what you're doing and saying is the righteous way, is the righteous truth. Clearly, they thought what they were doing and saying was right. It was truth. But instead, they may be operating from the ego. Oftentimes, we operate from the ego. Our truth is being filtered through decades of pain and fear. And there's evidence that you're in survival mode, protecting yourself, which is the right thing to do. But is it right to protect yourself at all costs and hurt other people? The world is so used to fighting. We still haven't learned how to heal those parts of us that need healing. Those parts of us that keep us from living a victorious life. Now, that was an example when you might experience attacks by others. Let's look at when you may be the attacker. You may be the abuser. What if you're attacking another and feel that is righteous justice. There's lots of darkness there. That too can teach you something. The light will continue to seek itself and move the darkness away. You'll know when it's time to pause and stop that behavior. You'll know when you're not showing up as your best self. You'll know when your light is dimmed and you're vibrating at a lower level of consciousness. That's your logical mind. If you don't understand what I mean by this, take a listen to the hearings during the Judge Katanji Brian Jackson nomination process. Notice how the mind was controlling those individuals and they showed up with bad behavior. The mind is where the action is unfolded. The mind can be your battlefield or it can be like a garden being harvested with beautiful flowers. Which will you choose? This conversation was simply to teach you how to have a healthier relationship with your mind, your logical, rational mind, and your divine mind. And that's how you learn how to grieve. Stay aware and know which part of you is in charge. The logical thinking part, which is often vibrating at a very low frequency, and it causes harm and pain to yourself and others. Your divine mind is only love. I love these quotes about the mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. And as a man chooses, so is he, says the Bible. A man is what he thinks about all day long, says Ralph. Emerson, all that we are is a result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. What we think, we become. 
says Buddha, change your thoughts and change your world. Says Norman Vincent, change your thoughts about the person, the circumstances, the situation, and the relationship with that person, the circumstance or the situation will automatically change. Spend more time with and feed your divine self through prayer, meditation, stillness, nature, music, journaling, art. Stay there as much as you possibly can. Let that part of you step forward and be present with that power. In fact, let's do that right now. I'm going to share a short, maybe five-minute meditation with you. You can practice this often. It will help you be prepared when your light is dimmed by your own doing or by the low-level consciousness of others. Just remember, you meet no one but yourself. In every situation, you can choose to be yourself, your stronger self that's anchored to the power of spirit. So let these words move you to a lighter you, to your divine mind, to a higher consciousness. Now, of course, if you're driving, you can do this later. So go ahead and give your body what it needs. Get comfortable in the chair or whatever's holding your body. Take a few cleansing breaths and imagine yourself communing with your higher self. Imagine yourself communing with spirit, with your God. Go ahead and inhale. Now exhale all that wants to be released. Keep breathing with conscious breath. With your next breath, inhale gently. And if you haven't already, close your eyes. As you close your eyes, reconnect with your spirit. Allow your spirit to take control and feel the space around you, within you, everywhere. Bring to mind to the best of your ability the power of your spirit. Remember who you are by remembering what you love. Feel the love of spirit moving around. Breathe in that love. Exhale all tension, stress, distractions. Feel your breath and your heartbeat harmonizing with each other. Allow yourself, all of you, to relax. Feel that freedom. Feel your power, your grace, your beauty, your timeless self. Breathe in. And as you exhale, allow your spirit to fill up the space all around you as that spirit emanates from your core. Fear, doubt, worry, anxiety moves away and power moves in. Feel the wisdom, the beauty of that spirit, that energy. Experience yourself as a beautiful, gorgeous, dynamic spirit a timeless force radiating 
with light and love, removing confusion, fear, and casting out all doubt and anxiety. Feel your spirit as the bright sun, warming your body inside and out. Know that your spirit knows each step, each choice, and each connection without thinking about it or planning it. Your spirit knows the way. It knows the truth. Your spirit is your genius and it can be trusted. Surrender to that, that confidence, that inner guidance that will lead you beyond the thinking, that will lead you to exactly where you need to be. In every moment, with every breath, know with absolute certainty you are loved. Feel the true spirit continuing to fill your space. The room, your mind, your body, your heart with such grace, such peace, such joy. And in this presence, you are uplifted and inspired to live a life of victory. As you bring your attention back to the space, feel the presence of your spirit. Know that your spirit is the one that sees everything and know that your spirit is always present and with you. Now allow the edges of your lips to travel to your ears and smile. And so it is. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.